Welcome to CCC Hardcore, where we are devoted to the idea of telling the stories of core members of the California Conservation Corps, because every core member has a story worth telling. The views discussed on this podcast represent those of the host and the guests, and do not necessarily represent the views of the California Conservation Corps. Today on CCC Hardcore, we'll be talking with the last crew that we'll be hearing from, the Klamath crew. Uh, I want to point out one difference between the backcountry program in 1987 and today. Back in 1987, the program, like I had said before, was made up of core members in the CCC program. And because of that, most of us just had a high school diploma. Uh, There were a lot of people who didn't have that, who either... Um, achieved their GEDs while they were in the CCC or they were working on their GEDs. Uh, You'd occasionally run across somebody that had some college, maybe some uh, community college. Not too many people that had degrees. We did have them, but since affiliating with AmeriCorps, um, like I said before, um, it improved the diversity of the program, and we're going to see that in the first two people that we talked to from the So what's your name? Amy Brown. Amy, where are you from? I'm from Connecticut. Connecticut? Long way from home. Yes. Um, so I guess you weren't in the CCC before you joined? I was not. Okay. How did you find out about the program? Um, I had registered for uh, an AmeriCorps account um, at the end of 2016 and never ended up applying for anything, um, but I got uh, an email through that about this program. So. Okay. And what attracted you to it? Um, I mean... I really like the outdoors, so the thought of working outside appealed to me. Uh, other than that, I was kind of in a bit of a rut. Um, you know, I had just gotten out of school but didn't really have any employment like prospects, um, mm-hmm. and it sounded pretty difficult. Uh, it sounded like a lot of structure, yeah. and it kind of seemed like something I could maybe use yeah. at that point. Uh, what school were you out of? Um, I had just graduated from... Uh, Roger Williams University School of Law. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Uh, pre-law? No. Okay. JD. <laughs> What's that? My JD. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, have you ever been camping before? Any hiking or anything like that? Um, not really. I mean, you know, maybe camping uh, once or twice when I was a lot younger and hiking nothing more than, like, short day hikes. Yeah. So... so how, how, how'd you like it once you got here? Um, it was tough, for yeah. sure. Uh, it was definitely an adjustment, but, you know, it was good. It was a really good thing, you All know. Right. As hard as the work was, it was nice to be able to wake up every morning. And, you know, at Bird Ranch, we had a pretty beautiful view of the mountains. Um, everywhere else, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same, so. And you're on the Klamath crew? Yeah. Okay, right on. Um, and you guys had... An unusual experience this summer, didn't you? Yeah, we did. What happened? Um, well, you know, j- just overall, uh, it was a lot of flexibility required. Um, our first backcountry camp was in the Marble Valley, and we had planned to work down to Rainy, uh, which was our, our project goal, and we ended up not being able to do that because of the Bernie fire. Yeah. Um, so... We moved from there to Hummingbird, um, a ways away in the Happy Camp District, and uh, started working back up to Rainy, and then were evacuated. Uh-huh. So, wow. So, uh, was it 
I mean, was it stressful? I am being evacuated. Yeah. Um, the evac. It wasn't. It wasn't a super rushed. Like we found out, I think on a, a Monday. A Monday night. Um, it was Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we at that point we had enough time. They were comfortable letting us stay the night there. Um, and the next morning we started breaking everything down. Um, seven of us went with our sponsor up back up the trail to to pick up our tools where we had stashed them mm-hmm. the, at the end of the previous week and we hiked those back um so it wasn't you know crazy yeah. crazy rush but yeah i mean i think just the, the thought of spending the remainder of our season someplace else yeah. was pretty stressful okay um <laughs> i was what I, i've been asking what's your what was your biggest challenge from the season <laughs> did, you, did you already answer that question no, no. <laughs> okay good um, <laughs> i don't know that's it's tough. I I mean, I think just getting adjusting to the grind every day, mm-hmm. you know, between probably for me personally it was the hiking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hiking to the work site and then even when you wrap up your day of work, you know, you still got to got to hike home. So Especially coming from Connecticut going to a little bit of altitude, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Um you probably had some ideas about what it was going to be like when you when you went. What was your biggest surprise? Um, I don't know. I, I was pretty ready for it to be challenging, for sure. Um, I was surprised by, I think, how quickly uh, I got comfortable with my crewmates. All right. Um, it usually takes me a minute to, like, start talking to people, mm-hmm. and it didn't take nearly as long as I thought. Good, so. good. All right. What's your biggest takeaway from the season? Have you had a chance to process that yet? Um, A little bit. You know, uh, for sure, I would say the biggest thing is uh, I I think I'd like to continue doing trail work for a while. At least my body will hold up. So So where do you go from here? Um, Heading back to the East Coast and going to get on working on my resume and uh, probably apply to some some cores on the east coast okay yeah all right that sounds pretty good Um, thanks for your time yeah no problem and uh congratulations on a successful season that was amy brown on the klamath crew and if you listened carefully to her talk when she was talking about her background before she came to the backcountry you heard that she graduated with a JD um, from Roger Williams University. Um, and I wasn't real sure what that meant. I knew it had to do with law. The JD is actually a doctorate in law. Um, so she's one step away from being an attorney. She just needs to take the bar exam in whatever state that she's in. And she's a, a, an attorney at law. So the backcountry program attracts all kinds of people. And the backcountry program is stronger for that. Um, Amy gets to meet people that she never would have in her life back in Connecticut at Roger Williams University. And people from California um, get to meet somebody um, from Connecticut, from a, uh, an impressive school like that. And both sides are wind up stronger at the end of the season for it. Um, and it's really beneficial to everybody. And that the benefits carry on to everybody that they're going to meet after this, too. I mean, they wind up at the end of the season, stronger people all the way around.
the next interview um, is with Matthew Tizino, and the interesting story about getting this interview. When I did the interviews, uh, I didn't want to intrude on anybody's space. I didn't want to take away from anybody's time because debriefing is just very busy for everybody. So I didn't want to break into any groups to pull people out to do interviews. I basically approached people who were not otherwise occupied with something else. And I got about 30 interviews out of about 90 core members. I wish I had gotten more. Um, but the interesting thing about Matthew, uh, the first night that we were there when the corners came in, his crew uh, drew KP duty both days. And I saw Matthew, he was serving dinner, and he, and he apparently had heard what I was doing with the interviews. And he said, I'd really like to talk with you. It's the first person that had approached me to do an interview. And I said, yeah, sure, uh, catch me after dinner, I'll be around. Well, you know, with the KP duties and responsibilities, he got busy. We never hooked up that first night. And so going through the chow line again, the second night I saw him again and he said, oh, I didn't catch you yesterday. I still want to do that interview. I said, all right, I'll be around after dinner and catch up with me and we'll talk. And we missed each other again the second night. So it's morning of the third day. Everybody's getting ready to leave. Um, this is the last day of debriefing and I looked for him at breakfast and there's a lot of corners, there's a lot of new faces for me, and I wasn't sure that I could pick him out of a crowd. I didn't, and so I was looking around for him, and I wasn't seeing him anywhere, and I was starting to worry that I wasn't, even, wasn't going to get the interview. And then finally, at the end of breakfast, everything is cleaned up. I walked past this guy, hey, you're the guy that wanted to talk to me. He said, yes, I am. And so I took him off to the side and huddled between a couple of vans on that chilly, chilly morning um, that we talked. And you notice about the backgrounds in these interviews. I just grabbed core members wherever I found them. And so sometimes we were kind of close to a crowd and you can hear what's going on behind. Sometimes we were close to the processing line and you can hear other staff members talking in the background um, next to a basketball court. Um, you'll hear a little buzzing in the background at the at the beginning of Matthew's interview, and those are chainsaws. Um, part service is doing work in the area. So there's um, all kinds of interesting sounds and stuff like that. And so here's. Matthew Tazino. Matthew Tazino. Yes. And you're on what crew? Klamath. Klamath. Yep. Were you in the seas before you? I was not. Okay. How did yeah, you find out not. about the program? I found out through. Um, an ex-girlfriend who did AmeriCorps. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I found out through her. Okay. Yes. Um, what was the process like? Like applying? Yeah. Uh, it was stressful. Uh-huh. Because of the compatibility with my computer and the application. But um, oh, I had really? to do it a couple times. But um, it was getting better and better and more refined okay. the more I did it. So I, I, I think it worked out for the best. But, um... You know, I, I was not very confident that I would get in just because I didn't have much experience in this type of work because I, I work in the mental health field. Oh, okay. Um, aside from this. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I didn't really have much experience besides just a few camping experiences. Okay. Um, what did you do for work in, in the mental health field? So, I was, uh, my title was Rehabilitation Facilitator. So, basically, mm -hmm. I, I ran groups mm -hmm. um, ages uh, 18 to about, like, 62. Mm -hmm. um, just 
severe and persistent mental illness. That that was the population I worked with. Uh-huh. So I did a lot of coping skill groups. I did problem solving groups. Um, I, I had an individual caseload. I did a lot of paperwork. Uh-huh. Um, so I just helped them kind of more with like either housing or um, if they wanted to go to school, um, those sorts of things. Yeah. So you did a lot of group dynamic stuff. Yeah, definitely. Did that come in handy definitely. over the summer at all? Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. Um, the reason I was interested in social work to begin with was... Um, just because I feel like I do it every day. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely took a lot of the knowledge I learned in school and through my work um, to, to try to be a better um, person of the community. Sure. I would think that would be a strength on a backcountry crew. Yeah, I, I, I hope it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right. Um, so when you came into the summer, you probably had some ideas of what it was going to be like. Um, what was your biggest surprise? Well, I, I'm from Manhattan, so um, <laughs> this is like the total opposite of where I live. Okay. So, um, you know, I thought it was going to be a lot of physical labor, which it was. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was wondering how I was going to adjust to that. How is that going to adjust to just um, certain um, things that you do in your daily life, whether it be going to the bathroom or sleeping yeah. or whatnot. Um, but I adjusted pretty pretty quickly, faster than I thought I was going to adjust. Okay. Um, so I think it showed me that I was more adaptable than I thought I was, um, which was, which was good. Yeah, you know? right on. Yeah. What was your biggest challenge from the summer? The biggest challenge, uh, being emotional, um, it was a good and a bad thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, sometimes you want to speak to certain people and you're not able to immediately. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was the biggest challenge, maybe coming to terms with a lot of the mistakes that I made in the past and, um, you know, not being complacent with those mistakes uh-huh. and trying to forgive myself. Okay. I think that was the, the hardest part. Okay. Um... What was your what was the favorite place where you camped? Uh, there was this lake called Man Eaton Lake. It was off of the PCT. Uh-huh. Um, we went with a fairly large group and for a long weekend. Uh-huh. Um, lake was crystal clear. There was a iceberg in the middle of the lake, um, type thing, an ice um, slate which wow. we swam to. I was gonna ask if anybody did. Yeah, 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 <laughs> we did. There was a nice waterfall. There were brewer spruces there, which um. We didn't see too often. Um, it's pretty rare. Um, mm-hmm. The climate is very biodiverse. So, um, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it was just nice spending time there. And, uh, you know, there's some older mountains. So, um, you know, I appreciated the, the historic vibe that I got from the place. Right. Um, and there was these ABC lakes that were um, kind of um, in a valley. Okay. Um, and they were kind of hard to get to. You had to earn earn, earn the earn the earn that site. So that was also... Um, and pretty the pay, awesome. The payoff was pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. Right on. It was. So what's your takeaway from the summer? My takeaway for the summer? Um, uh, I want to continue my relationship with the wilderness. Um, I, I think it shows me a lot about um, my fellow human, mm-hmm. you know, more than I thought it would. Um, you know, I, I said in my essay and just um, to, to certain um, select few people that you know, I feel like um, we're all cut from the same the same cloth. Yeah. You know, uh, as far as you know, my friends, family being unpredictable, nature is the same, as a, as we seen with the fires. Um, but we're also beautiful, just like nature is. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of human qualities um in nature, and and it taught me a lot about you know interacting with people, um even though it can't physically talk to me. Yeah. So I think my biggest takeaway is to um, continue a relationship with the wilderness. And I urge people to do the same, right whether it's through this program or, you know, not. Um, I, I think it's important. Good. Right mm-hmm. on. Um, so what's your next step? Where do you go from here? 
Uh, I'm planning to go to center. I'm planning to go to um, Los Padres. Oh, okay. Um, so you're in the seas now. Yeah, uh, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I filled out a transfer request for, right. for Los Padres. Um, going to go back to New York to see mm-hmm. my family mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, going to see what they think about this whole situation. Um, yeah, maybe um, apply to some of the some of the stuff the the recruiters talked to us about yesterday. Okay. Um, maybe apply for some winter work. Um, I know my supervisor has a connection with um, in Texas. Okay. You know he he worked with um I don't know if it's the Texas Conservation Corps, but um I know he worked out there, so um, I'm, I'm gonna inquire about that. Yeah. Um, there might be some work um at the site where we left off this season okay. because we um, kind of got there a little late because right. um, we had to switch um, projects because mm-hmm. of fires. So there's some unfinished business there that um, I might have an opportunity to go work there for Good. a couple weeks before I go to Los Padres. Right um, but in the long run, I'm uncertain, and, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of going with the flow and seeing where things take me, and I'm kind of being open to change. Yeah, making it up as you go, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's important to be flexible and... and Sure. Our supervisor and this season has taught me that. Right Definitely. And your supervisor was Sean McGrath. Sean McGrath. Yes. Okay, good guy. Um, yes. Anything else you want to say about the summer? Um, it was a summer that I'll never forget. Um, you know, the summer I'm gonna tell my kids about one day and uh-huh. my grandchildren one day. Um, it made me a little more grateful for the things that I too often took for granted before. Uh-huh. You know, and it made me see that I don't have to have so much to be happy. Yeah. And and that was humbling, and, and that's something I'm going to take with me as well, and something I'm, I want to say here. Yeah. Right on. Well, that's all I got. Matthew was like a lot of people who applied to the program through AmeriCorps, and that he hadn't really done this sort of work before. Uh, he's from Manhattan. He'd never really worked in the outdoors before, never done a lot of physical labor. And so he saw that as odds against him for being picked to be on a backcountry trail crew. <clears throat> the very next thing that he said, almost, was that he had worked in the mental health field. He had um, facilitated groups, and he worked a lot with group dynamics. And that's exactly the kind of person that would be very helpful to have on a backcountry crew because um, in, in addition to the hard work it's all about group dynamics back there you're all about interacting with a bunch of strangers at first and melding yourselves into a group a strong group by the end of the season um, and you, you heard me mention in some of the interviews about Louis Lamore, the western writer had a quote where he said that trail dust is thicker than blood and a lot of people come out of a backcountry season feeling that that's very true so you're oscar yeah and you're on the klamath crew yes i am okay what'd you do before the backcountry before backcountry i wasn't doing much i was going to school or working i was actually a barista okay yeah where at 
Eureka. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's where I am. Bro. Were you going to Humboldt? No, I was actually going to CR. Okay. I had spent a year in Santa Cruz and then came back and went to the community college. Okay. But you weren't in the seas before you came? Nope. Okay. Web hire. All right. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you want to try out the backcountry? Well, I was, nah, I was kind of doing nothing. I needed a change. Mm-hmm. My mom's friend, is Terry, she did this program a while ago. Okay. On like when it was like a young program. And yeah. She had told my mom and my mom had said like, hey, check this out. Checked it out. Looked pretty cool. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, uh, I'll sign up. Right on. Let's give it a shot. Right on. Yeah. Um, so what was it like coming into a program like the seas from outside? I was, well, it was crazy. I was not used to it. You yeah. Know, being on like, such a strict schedule. Mm-hmm. I was never, never really scheduled. So like your first day of that was first day of orientation. Yeah. Huh? Wow. It was, it was a lot different from what I was used to. Yeah. I felt like I acclimated pretty quick. Right on. People were just, you know, I got a good crew. Right, yeah. right on. That helps a lot. Yeah. Um, what was your biggest challenge of the year in the summer? Biggest challenge probably adjusting to it all. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, all like all the long work, just long work days, mm-hmm. being doing all that hiking, all the exhaustion physically and then mentally having to stay on top of it and just like stay, you know, stay positive sometimes because it's really easy to get into that negative just state of mind like, oh, so much, I've got like three more months to go. Yeah. Just all that. Yeah. It was, it was hard to do that. Wow. I, it was fun, you know. Right on. Like I said earlier, the crew really, who, who's, who's on your crew really helps. It does, yeah. Um, so you probably had some ideas about what it might be like to work in the mountains before yeah, you came. Ideas. What was your biggest surprise? Biggest surprise? Uh, probably all the hiking. Yeah. Um, since I was in the National Forest, it was just different because then the parks, you know, we had to use, I got to learn to use a crosscut. Mm-hmm. Super cool, actually. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Right on. I didn't know what it was, but yeah. All the hiking, all the, you know, just how, how we had to work, like, on the corridors and yeah. the paths and the trails. Mm-hmm. Do certain things. Right on. Yeah, probably, probably was the work, yeah. What what are you gonna take away from this? Uh, hopefully, I'll take away being more scheduled. Uh, <laughs> and see if I can keep that going strong instead yeah. of like just getting back to old habits of just yeah. Not. Um, also, I don't know if I I don't really I'm still not sure what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe I can like maybe trails. You know, I'm not yeah. sure if I'll miss it or not. Um, like really badly. You got a scholarship you can use. Yes, I do. Use that. Um, yeah, I think I can have some, I think yeah. I have some things to pay off a little bit for okay. school wise, so I can, that would help. Okay. Also, maybe maybe I'll go back to school. Yeah. I really don't know yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, well, have you anything else you'd like to say about the season? Um, it was a it was a really fun season. It's long and it's hard. Yeah. But. It's fun. Yeah. And when you're done, it's, it's weird. It's weird. When yeah. You're, done. <laughs> you're, you're going 100 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, you're not. <laughs> you're done. But, uh, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta be as, like, be who you are. When yeah. You come. You just, as long as you're who you are, and the other people get to know you, and yeah. everything will be good. You know, right I was a big nerd, so just was pretty much everybody was a nerd. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all I got, so thanks for chatting, Oscar. Yeah, no problem. And uh, it was a pleasure. So, what's your name? Uh, Richard LaPoy. Everybody in my crew calls me Boone, though. Boone? Yes. Okay. And you're on the Klamath crew? Yes, sir. Um, what did you do before the season? Uh, I worked in the seas for a few months. Okay, where at? Uh, Greenwood, California. Okay. What did you do at Greenwood? Uh, a lot of uh, fuel reductions. Uh, 
couple times with Cal Chance. Me personally, I don't like Oakland Cal Chance. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, what made you want to go backcountry? Well, I honestly didn't. Uh, they talked about it in Greenwood. We had a few people there from last season, mm-hmm. and it didn't really click for me until Adam came, and then he started show slideshows, talk about it, yeah. and for some reason, having someone there to actually talk about it mm-hmm. means more to me than ha- looking it up on a computer. Right, right, right on. Um, uh, so when you when you came, what was your biggest challenge over the summer? Biggest challenge, like I told them, it it was one well. It was uh, one really far trip that we did. It was one of the furthest that our crew's done with all of our maintenance gears. And then coming back to camp, it was a pain. But um, it was eight miles to a place called Big Flat, mm-hmm. and then eight miles back. And that was one of the largest ones that we did, and it was at the beginning of the year. Oh. So it was really hard on everybody. Oh, yeah. We had full provisions, all of our water, all of our clothes, three tools each, a couple yeah. people with cost cuts, rock bars on top of that. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was difficult. Right on. How'd you feel when you completed it? I want to sleep. <laughs> That's honestly about it. Get off my feet for yeah. a minute and just rest. How about the next morning when you had a chance to think about it? Uh, thought about it. It was one of the toughest. And honestly, I didn't really think twice about it because it was already behind us. I just thought okay. that was pain in the ass yeah. uh, every day. <laughs> but it was really cool when you start to think about it because I've actually I brought a little disposable camera with me mm-hmm. and I used most of the film on that hike. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, it was wow. a pain in the butt though, but it was beautiful. Yeah. A lot of the best places you really got to work at <laughs> yeah. to get to. Um, you probably had some ideas before you came into this season, so what was your biggest surprise during the season? Um, uh, honestly, I was looking forward to all the rock work that they're talking about, okay. and it it was kind of surprising when they said that we were going to be mainly doing maintenance runs, mm-hmm. but it kind of worked itself out because the final three weeks, we got kind of pushed out of our camp, mm-hmm. uh, last backcountry camp, and went and did uh, front country, yeah. and we did rock work oh. for <laughs> three weeks, we, Okay, and it was really cool. Right on. Um, do you like rock work? Yeah, it was fun. Right on. Um, what's your? Do you have any takeaways from the season? Any like lessons or anything that's gonna stick with you uh, as you go on? Probably. I know this probably sounds corny, but before this, uh, well, before the season, all that, I was working on ranch by myself, so I never really got used to working with people, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of cool to go into the seas to get forced to work with yeah. people, but. In the seas, you don't really work with people. You work by yourself, and if they're not doing good, you kind of leave them in the dust. Mm-hmm. Here, you're going as fast as the person behind you. Yeah. And so that was a new experience to try to get used to, to kind of go at other people's paces. Okay. And it actually helped me out a lot because I would have a ton of energy in the morning, mm-hmm. and then towards the evening, I would I would have spent it all getting up to the grade. Yeah. And working with other people kind of taught me to kind of take it a little easier and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right on. It's a good lesson to take. Yeah. Um, where do you go from here? Uh, back to Greenwood. Okay. And then I, I don't really know once my season's done. I'm going to try to promote. Okay. And my biggest thing is I'm not really good at reading, so the driver's tests and stuff like that to get my blue cards really the only thing stopping me yeah and um, since I have three more months I'm going to try my ass off to try to stay because I really love the C's and the yeah. programs that they offer like this right on there's uh, one that I've had my eye on for me at the salmon restoration mm-hmm. and I think that would be cool to go to a center that does that alright yeah right on 
Well, I hope you make it. I uh, hope, hope you succeed. I'm, I'm sure you'll get that uh, driver's license. Everything will, everything will be cool. And that's it for our Klamath interviews for this season. And that wrap, also wraps up all of the interviews I have for the 2017 CCC Backcountry Trail Cruise. I would like to thank all the core members on those trail crews, the C1s, um, all the staff involved in uh, helping the crews have a successful season, and the staff that uh, let me come back and, and talk to core members. If you are a former core member and you would like us to tell your story on CCC Hardcore, you can contact me by sending an email to grinningdwarf at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our Facebook page at CCC Hardcore or our blog at ccchardcore.wordpress.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to be able to tell your story uh, because um, our perspective here at CCC Hardcore is that every core member has a story worth telling. Another organization to follow to stay abreast of things CCC are the CCC Foundation. Their website is at cccfoundation.net, and they also have a Facebook page, CCC Foundation. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening. And remember that Louis L'Amour said that trail dust is thicker than blood. Music for this podcast is a tune called Boogie Number 1 by the Tall Pines. <laughs>